All right, you ready to start? I was born ready, Reggie. <laughs> Gotta warm myself up. Gotta warm myself up. I'm ready. Papa was a Rolling Stone, but now I got Rolling Stones in the bezel. Ice. Mama at home all alone, hustling, trying to keep this shit together. Mama. Young, smoking on gas, I'm living too fast, my foot on the pedal. If I go back to the past, my niggas ain't know we'll be rocking Coachella. I can see through the I think that my skills get better. With a stick, I'm at peace, Mandela. Mandela. I'm willing to feed whoever. How can I help you? Nobody tells you but God. You can watch us beat the odds. This is no cat, no facade. Young, rich, and black, and we gon' beat the charge. We gon' spending cash, no cards. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 10 of the Splash Cast. I'm your co-host, Reggie. I'm your co-host, Norwood. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it, man. So First, we're going to get into this Hawks 76er series. Since we last met, I think the Hawks had won the first game. Oh, no, they were play, about to play the first game. I'm sorry. Correct. And and we won the first game in Philly. Oh, oh man, that was, that, was, that was exciting. And then we dropped the second game. We had a chance to go up 2-0. We kind of dropped that game. And then Philly came and took game three. And as of today, June 13th, Sunday, the Hawks are down 2-1 in the series. Game four is on the 14th Monday. Heavy emphasis, heavy emphasis on they took the last game from us. They took the last game. Norwood, are we in trouble? We was in trouble when we got here, Reggie. <laughs> we was in trouble on day one. We got, I mean, this we're in trouble because they're a better team than us. Mm-hmm. They just are. Joel Embiid is the second coming of Hakeem Olajuwon, and nobody can stop him. Olajuwon, we're playing tough. We're just not making a lot of shots we typically make, and they mm-hmm. are. They're just making them. Tobias doesn't typically play like this. Embiid is unstoppable, uh. and 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 right now Simmons is giving Trey everything he he wants right now. Yeah, yeah. So. Game one, man, we came out on fire. Like Blazing. we couldn't miss. We was we were whooping their butt, right? And then you know, game two, we were on fire. Trey was giving Danny Green the business, the business in game one and game two. And then Doc decided to put Ben Simmons on Trey, and that switch turned the tide of game. Well, really, it didn't turn the tide. That changed the, Trey's outlook in game two. Yes. Now, what I will say is we only really have won two quarters. Mm-hmm. Those first two quarters of that first game is all we've really won. After that, they've been pretty handily just destroying us. Uh, I disagree, we, but I'll let you finish. We That first half, we was up by, like, what, 23 like 26-ish, whatever it was, it was some 26 20. points was our largest lead. Yep. Yes. And then after that, we've just been kind of fading. And I give us a lot of credit for fighting, but we're fading. We're fading fast, too. We need we need this one in Atlanta really bad, just, just for our own respect and showing. So, game, you know, Trey is, is playing well. He's averaging 28 points, uh, 10 assists. Hooping. And he's hooping. Yeah, absolutely. But Embiid 
the counter, it seems like for this whole series, it seems like Philadelphia has a counter for everything. I mean, except for in game one, right? Game one, we won the first three quarters. The fourth quarter is when they made their wild comeback. Um, and even then, it was really just us kind of tricking it off. We, yeah. we, were in, we were winning game one handily. And even game two, we were hanging with them, and we had the lead going into the, th- in the third quarter. And then they got a similar game that the Knicks got in game two from uh, yeah. Burks. They got Shake Milton, who they took totally out of the rotation. Man, and, and they put Shake right Milton in. in there, and he came right in and hit like five threes. And I, I was like, "Oh my God, what is going on?" So, yeah, man, his name might be Shake, but he was channeling his inner ice cream man and Master P versus us, boy. Oh, was he out of hand. ever? Was he ever, man? But so, one of what well, uh-huh. for me, one of the things specifically since you brought it up is they've made adjustments. Like, yes, they've come to a point. And, and you said it like where they counter. We're mm-hmm. not really countering. And and I don't understand, you know, why Nate's not. He's just rocking basically with what he got. And, and I get that to a certain degree. But if they're going to counter, you have to counter. You can't continue to fight the same way if the boxer is going to take a different stance or take a different strategy. You have to update your strategy, too. And I just don't see that out of Nate right now. So. The thing with Nate is, is, is really, to me, it's really hard to judge him on, on having a counter because I knew we were going to rely on Hunter to guard Ben Simmons. We knew that that was going to be it because if Hunter guards Ben Simmons, he, he gets to pressure Ben Simmons, right? And he gets to help off Ben Simmons. And Hunter helping is way different than Solomon Hill, Tony 100%. Snell, or even 100%. Bogey helping, right? So then, so Hunter's our number, our best two-way player sure. by far. And then you don't have Cam Reddish. Of course, the Hawks have been teasing, saying Cam Reddish is progressing to five on five and two on two and three on three, and he's warming they, up before the game. But can he they never stop? Playing. Can they stop that shit, man? Like, <laughs> just stop wasting my time. Like, you just keep saying, "Oh well, he's he's now participating in four on four. We're in the middle of a playoff run. I don't care about Cam Reddish playing four on four basketball against the assistant coaches, fam." Like nope. either he either he's gonna play, or I don't, or don't tell us, don't tell me anymore. I don't mm-hmm. I don't have to know. Keep it so, on the low. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so Embiid has we knew Embiid was gonna get his. He's averaging thirty five points, ten rebounds. He's shooting thirty six percent from three. We knew he was gonna get his. He's having he's having two point three blocks. Like. Embiid Olajuwon, as you said last episode, this is Embiid versus Dikembe. Dikembe, a.k.a. Uh, uh, Clint Capella, is playing as well as he possibly can play. He's as averaging. well as humanly possible. Like I have no real gripes with what Clint's doing. You're just playing against somebody better. Yeah, I mean, he's averaging 11 rebounds. He's averaging... A block a game. He's average. I mean, he's not going to get his points because he's not really an offensive player, but he's still averaging 10 points. So he's averaging a double double. It's just Embiid is averaging a double double too. But his double double is like 35 and 10. The problem, (laughs) the problem, and the problem I have with Nate, and you know, I, I always say that I give Nate the benefit of the doubt. But for the life of me, I can't understand why we're doubling off of Curry. Curry really doesn't do 
anything else in the league. He comes from the greatest shooting family of all time. His all dad time. is a top five shooter. His brother is the greatest shooter. And Seth, even though, you know, he doesn't get all the accolades, he's a damn good shooter. Yeah. And we keep in both. said, find mm-hmm. a place for Austin Rivers, find a place for Seth Curry on our team, period. He's, they always better than at least two guys we got. Our always, guys. always. So I, I can't understand. And I don't, I don't personally put this on Nate while we're blank, while we're doubling off Curry. Bogey has got to step up defensively. He, he, he looks so lost. They're putting the way that Doc, the adjustments that Doc has made, one, he's put Ben Simmons on Trey and game two that, that distracted us. Game three wasn't that bad for Trey defense, uh, offensively. But you can't double off Curry. You can double off anybody else. Anybody else. Don't double off Curry. But you really can't. I mean, we just got to play straight up. There's nobody you can really double off of. You can't double off of Tobias the way he's giving us the business. You can't double off Seth because he's a walking bucket. Um, I mean, maybe Ben, but that's not advisable the way he's playing right now. And, of course, Elijah Wan is the problem. Well, so my thing is, you can double off Ben. You can double off Ben. So he gets because cool Ben steam. is well. That's he if he's at the three point line. You now what Doc is his Doc is out coaching us. Like I talked to all that trash. I got to. I got to give. I got to give props for hey, props man, too. Pay what you owe. Pay what you owe. Yeah. They have this one play that they ran pretty much the entire second half of the game, and especially the third quarter, where Embiid gets the ball at the top of the key. He gives it, hands it off to Tobias. Tobias then hands it off to Ben, and then B cuts to the goal. And they've run that play nonstop. And they went from having a two-point lead to a 20-point lead in three minutes. Because they're getting out, and they're getting out on the break. And Ben Simmons finally realized that he's six foot ten, and that nobody can stop him getting to the goal. Why did people alert him of his? Of this? <laughs> they could have just let him live in this fictional world where he's 5'11 and can't shoot but mm-hmm. here we are ben simmons is awake now and yep. we don't we don't have deandre hunter and i don't know why we're not giving john collins the ball gotta give um, him the ball he, he, he shoots efficiently except for game twos for whatever reason um i think he went 10 to 14 in the last game how about we try to get him 15 shots let's just see what it looks like because running the same play ain't ain't gonna do it for us, um, and they're not gonna let Trey just beat them. So yeah, you have this guy who you're looking to pay somewhere between a hundred and hundred twenty million dollars. You should at least test out this toy. So I don't I don't think that I'm the smartest man in the world, but th- this is pretty obvious to me. So there's no way that John Collins cannot get fifteen shots a game anymore especially now that hunter is out totally and we're getting nothing we're getting nothing from the three position uh because word is really a two right so we're getting nothing from the three to three is solo and uh solo and and tone and give him hell t snell he snell has been invisible since he got elbowed in the lip and the sixers are just a bigger team and we don't have anybody our two tall players at the three are out. So the adjustment I see is I agree with you. You got to give John Collins the ball, but John Collins, you got to earn your money, bro. 
he's being exposed as being too light. And we talked about it all during the season. We talked about it all during the year. And it's true. John Collins got to, he got to, he got to add some weight, man. Cause no matter who he guards, he's going to have to guard Ben Simmons or Embiid Elijah. And both of them are 50 pounds heavier than he is. Now he like Ben Simmons, who he's been guarding mostly ain't going crazy. Like if you look at them, Ben is assisting more, but like scoring wise, Collins is up. Like defensive wise, they kind of cancel each other out. It's mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. we gotta get him more touches. He's an offensive weapon. He's a good defender, but he's an offensive weapon. Use the weapon to your advantage. He's the second best scoring option we have right now. I know that yep. that kind of goes between him and Bogey, but Bogey ain't it right now. Give it to Collins, yeah. and if Collins can't get it, then. Then you have an argument, we ain't going to pay you $110, $115 million. I think $120 is off the, off the board now. But <laughs> you, you got to see, like, you got to see what you get. Or they're going to pro- – they might not match. Or they'll do a yeah. sign and trade. So you got to figure it out figure it out fast. Yeah. At this point, you know, you're in the playoffs. You got to ride – you got to ride your best players. And we've been saying all year that John Collins is – our second best player on the team. He should be I, our one. I B. say he's our best player, but he is not. Trey has put that to bed. But we, yeah. But look at Trey's mat. Like, okay, you got to look at Trey's matchups too. Okay. The first series. Who was the point guard? Alfred Payton. That, that's not a matchup for Trey. You're gonna <laughs> wash and dry that dude. <laughs> Il- yeah. Ilfred was so bad that. It, mid-series. It took he, about he, a lot of... He, he ended his New York Knicks career mid-playoff series. <laughs> hey, 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 Ilfred, 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 go ahead, take the warm-up off, bro. You will not be coming back. You'll be going go somewhere on, else. Go and get a haircut, brother. Go yeah. and get a haircut. Or don't. Or don't. <laughs> You're going to be applying for jobs somewhere else. We don't care. So, yeah, that matchup, Trey is supposed to destroy that guy. Um, and then what he did to poor Danny Green... I mean, he shot, he shot his leg off. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, like, Collins is not dominating like he should. But he's mm-hmm. also had Julius the first round, which is unfortunate. And then Ben Simmons the second round, which is also unfortunate. Trey, mm-hmm. you're like, I think there's a debate between who's the better player. But Trey is playing guys who are just not really that good. Man, listen, you can say all you want to say. He's averaging, even in this series, playing against Ben Simmons, he's averaging 28 and 10. So it's not like he's playing badly. And John Collins, for yes, he's averaging, what, 17 in the series, 17 and 7, but he also gets a lot of that garbage time last game. So, like, John has to figure out, like, you get you you got to give John the ball early, and you got to live and die with Trey and John and Capella. Yeah, bogey. 100%. But 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 you got to give him twos. Don't stand him out there on that wing and have him shoot three threes, miss three threes, and then be zero for three in the first quarter, and then wonder why you don't have any offense. The man is a two point scorer. Give him opportunities to get in the paint or run that pick and roll and throw to oop so he can get comfortable. Like you you got you have to to a certain degree put your guys in the best place to produce how they should, not just him on the corner and say i know you shoot 40 percent from three either you'll hit it or you won't because it's kind of how it is if he got it he got it if he doesn't seven points i agree and so the 76ers matchup 
they put Ben Simmons on whoever's hot. If it's Trey, uh, last game, it was Bo- Bogey got hot early, so they put him on Bogey. At the end of the game, they put him on John Collins. So they have Ben Simmons, but they also have Tobias Harris, who is 6'9", and John can't big man anybody in the front court for the 76ers. So John yeah. has to figure out he's got it, and I hope at the end of last game, just like at the end of last game, he got a little jump hook going. Yeah. He got a little like half jump hook going. He got his like uh uh mid-range going and then he started catching oops. So if he were to get that going early, you have to take Ben Simmons off of Trey. And exactly. then and at that point, Tobias Harris can't guard Trey. He, he's chance. too slow. Not a chance. So now that opens up the rest of the game. John Collins to me is the key to unlocking the win for game what is this four game four yeah. and game and the series yeah and, this and how you earn your money john and you see that just let like trey is shooting well enough but you're just not going to be able to beat them trying to trade them to death just not you're yeah. going to have and, and nate that's where you have to make an adjustment you got to do something different or we're just going to get destroyed yep do you start where because Solo and T. Snell ain't it. Solo's well, averaging zero points. The, the, there is, this is why you need a guy who can score number one, but you really need DeAndre Hunter. Because if you take Herter off that second line, you don't really have a, a lot of – Yeah, you don't have a playmaker. Lou is going to mm-hmm. do Lou things. Gallo going to do Gallo things. Ooh, Gallo. Lord, but you, Gallo. you don't have anybody to kind of make the offense move mm-hmm. um, because there's just not a lot of – that size is small. Mm-hmm. Like, Lou is too small, and everybody mm-hmm. else is not really athletic. So it's right. not like – it's going to just become real stagnant. So you need a herder on that second line to pressure. Now, what I would probably do is I'm going to start staggering guys where – Clint is on the floor at all times, or John Collins is on the floor at all times. Yep. Trey is on the floor at all times, or Bogey is on the floor at all times. And we're just going to have a constant flow. Like, you're just going to have to. 40 minutes a game, 38 yeah. minutes a game. You're just going to have to pick and roll them to death. Like, And if you lose that way, then you lose. That's your bread and butter. But just, mm-hmm. you, you got to go down fighting, man. I mean, right now, Trey is playing 38 minutes a game. Bogey's playing 39. But Bogey, Bogey got to if, – if Bogey can get his defense better, and I, I trust Nate, Nate's going to have to scheme it up. got to scheme it up, Nate, because we can't we – can't, talent-wise, uh, right now their roster of healthy players is better than our roster of healthy players talent-wise. Yep. So if you have to scheme it up. Otherwise, this is going to be – I would say a long series, but not. It's going to be a quick series. So, I mean, and props – hey, I, like I said – Props to the 76ers. They found a weakness and have exposed it. And they exposed it for two games now. So hopefully in game four, we get it going. You think we win game four? Yes. We, it's a, now that is a must win. We go down 3-1, we, we might as well stay in Atlanta. Um, <laughs> it ain't even no reason to fly all the way up to Philly and use up all the gas, gas money for us to get towed out the frame up there. Next year, Our bench got to step up, man. We got to win with our bench. We can't let Dwight Howard and Shake Milton and Court Mize destroy us off the bench. That's really when the lead jumps up is when the bench comes in. That's how we won game one. That's, That's how why we were we winning game two. Hunter back. 
we put a hunt I if we you put Hunter back, all of this stuff kind of works itself right back out. I mean, yeah, um, but Hunter's not back. So you gotta you can't we can't keep saying that Hunter's out for the season. So you gotta scheme it up. Otherwise, it sounds like we're making excuses. We can't make excuses. We in the playoffs. They got people hurt and be playing on a torn meniscus. So also a superhero. I don't I don't we don't have that. We don't have no <laughs> superhero. You see Magneto on the Hawks anywhere? I don't uh, think so. Nope. I see a guy with a terrible terrible mohawk that can't run or oh, bend his knees in gallo and, so, and i felt so bad calling him old and we the same age we both 35 i'm like bro I yeah him. but he also got 70 years worth of wear and tear on his body Jeez. i don't so this man 35 is, i gave him 70 years he's been playing basketball since he was like 10 like professional like he was like since he's like 15 that's a long time dog so uh, we win. I I agree with you. We win game four. We have to win game four. We got to win game four. I can't predict us to lose game four. We got to win game four. We win game four. That boy say I cannot predict it. <laughs> game four. We win game four. We got a series. We lose game four. This time next week we'll be talking about predicting uh the Falcons season because <laughs> our season will be over and we'll be recapping the season. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of our Hawks segment. Let's get into some news around the league. Around the league. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back with our news around the league. We're going to talk about some other series going on. We've got Nets, Bucks, Suns, Nuggets, Jazz, Clippers. First, we're going to start out with the Nets, Bucks. As of today, it is tied 2-2. We went from a gentleman sweep to a dog fight, ladies and gentlemen. What you got, Norwood? You took the words right out of my mouth. We have a real series here. Everybody who thought that, you know, you could bust out the brooms and they was going to make quick work of them. You are now tied 2-2 and strap in because two of the big three are on the bench and we don't know how for how long. Yeah, so to add context to that, you know, James Harden has had a lingering hamstring issue and anybody who is fan of the Falcons know that hamstring issues linger and can linger for years, a.k.a. Mm. former Falcon Julio Jones. But we're going to get back to it. To this next Bucks series. Julio wasn't hurt. Julio wasn't going out there with you losers. Um, <laughs> so uh as of today, we said before it's two two. The Bucks just won game four, kind of led the whole way. And uh Kyrie Irvin has a ankle sprain and left after the second quarter. Man, how do you see this series going? KD is averaging what 30? A million. Averaging 30. A million. A million. I don't Giannis know. averaging 30. I don't know if there's anybody who plays the game of basketball and makes it look better than Kevin Durant. He makes everything look easy. Turn around, easy. jump shot, get to the basket. Like he's literally just he's just putting on a clinic versus the absolute best guys in the world. And he does it effortlessly. And it's like, all right, well, James Harden is down. Okay, not a problem. All right, well, Kyrie is down. I'ma still get mine. I don't know what the rest of you guys are going to do because you're not that good. <laughs> but me, I'm going to continue to embarrass anybody who gets in front of me. Um, the rest of you guys just 
going to have to step up. Blake, we're going to need more out of you. And they, they, they need two, they need at least one of them to get healthy again. You need James Harden or Kyrie, or it becomes one-on-one. Yeah. Once it becomes a, you know, one man band, the Bucks are just, they're better and they're built more for that than Brooklyn. Who's, you know, used to playing ISO ball with three world beaters. Now you're down to just guard Kevin Durant. And if you, if anybody else beats you, then you kind of deserve to lose. So I don't know about that. I, I do agree that the Brooklyn Nets are are definitely a one-on-one team. But, I mean, you can't really ask for more out of Blake Griffin than what he's giving you, man. I mean, he's giving you, like, a, he's giving you 10 points and, and 10 rebounds almost. nine. He's giving you 10 points, nine rebounds. Blake Griffin can't he can barely jump anymore. I mean, it is what oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I'm just saying that the rest of these guys are not really equipped to do much of anything. Yeah. Everybody is a specialist on the team. They have three. Exactly. They have three uh, ISO ball players that, that cannot be stopped. And then they have everybody else that's basically a shooter or a rebounder or a finisher a, at the rim. All the rest of these guys are complementary players and they're playing to their complement. You just need your entree to be there and they don't have, they don't have that right now. True. And but I will say the unsung hero of game four was P.J. Tucker, man. P.J. Tucker was all up in uh, Kevin Durant's chest. Yes, Kevin still had his got his points, still scored. I mean, because he was the only one that could really get his own shot. But, I mean, P.J. Tucker frustrated Kevin Durant. Man, he was – you could tell – you could see it all in Kevin's face. And P.J. Tucker, like – He hit that corner three. Yeah, like he's not – when you think of like a stopper or a guy, like he's just a really good basketball player, but he is giving Kevin Durant everything that anybody is giving Kevin Durant. Um, yep. He's doing a good job. He's in his face. He He's making it difficult for him. And he's talking that trash and backing it up. And he's shooting decent from the field. Like he's doing everything that, that you could ask for him. Yeah. I'm, I mean, glad, I'm glad to see he got out of Houston, man. Yeah. He, I mean, he's basically like Julius Peppers, right? I mean, an unathletic defensive end who they put on the court and said, don't let nobody get by you. And he hit the corner three. He was averaging three points for the series. Three in three games, he averaged three points. I'm sorry. I lied. He had three total points in the series in three games. He averaged one point a game. And then he came out game four and he hit, what, three or four threes. So, yeah. And then he got him in the corner one time where they over-pursued, hit him with the pump fake, then stepped in and shot a little floater off the backboard. I was like, who hey, are you? PJ! <laughs> English on that thing? That's crazy. I see you. I see you. So, oh, you know, they took the Bucks. The Bucks held serve. They took game three and game four. Giannis looks like Giannis. He, he looks unstoppable. Brooke Lopez is still, as we said before, Brooke Lopez has reinvented himself again. He is now raining threes the last couple of years that he's hitting his threes. You know, I think he's shooting about 40. He's shooting 45% from three. But your man, though, your man, Chris Middleton is doing Chris Middleton things, but Drew Holiday is big man in the hell out of the buck, uh, out of the nets. He just he just drives down, puts the shoulder on him, and, and lays the ball up, no matter who it is. The nets are missing. An inside presence. I don't understand why they're not playing DeAndre Jordan. Is he hurt? They don't like to. Their game is not set up with a 
sitter who just sits in the paint. They want all their, they want to play basically five out where everybody's on the perimeter and then you just constantly rotate the ball. That's not really, that's, that's not how any of those guys like to play. That's not how mm-hmm. Steve Nash likes to see basketball. It sure as hell ain't how Dan Tony likes to see it. So you, you know, and DeAndre Jordan, Jordan is slow and big and camps in the paint. So that's not how they like to play basketball. So that's probably not what you're going to see from those guys. Yeah, and that's why they've kind of leaned on Nicholas Claxton because even though he doesn't have an outside game yet, because he's still young, yep, he runs the floor and he can defend really well on the pick and roll. So that's why they're playing DeAndre Jordan more. I mean, I'm sorry, Nicholas Claxton over DeAndre Jordan more. I do want to see see what these guys look like in a couple years. Like this experience for Landry Shamit, for Nicholas Claxton, uh, for Tyler Johnson, even though he's a little bit older. Uh, I want to see if the like if they're going to be able to take this experience and be able to make it into like legitimate good NBA players, man. And Bruce Brown, Bruce Brown has yeah, been a pleasant surprise facts. for them. Big facts, big facts. I mean, he's he's been he's shooting fifty percent from the field because he's a post up point guard. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's something. He sure is something. <laughs> but but he's I over. Mean, he's it, over. Yeah, and he and he low key is their best perimeter defender. He's guarding everybody. So you're right, man. If they can mature and they, they can keep something. the three core together, you 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 NBA folks are in trouble. You NBA folks are in trouble. So what do you think? Who how do you think the series goes? Because by the time we talk about this again, it could either be game seven or it could be over. Nets and seven. This is a dogfight. Goes to the end. Especially, I don't think that James nor Kyrie play in game two. I think they lose. And then I think every, then it's all hands on deck. So Nets and seven. So yeah. I think the Nets will win game five. I, th- I think the home team is going to win every game. And it's going to mm, be Nets and seven. So true. I agree. I think the home team is going to win every game. Uh, moving on. Moving on to something I, I kind of saw coming because – of injuries, the but I, I am still <laughs> hey, I am still surprised. Good God. The Suns are scorching the earth that the Nuggets stand on. I see it what is, you did there. <laughs> it is three nothing. And the Suns look like the team. I ain't gonna lie to you, they look like the team to beat in the West. Boy, Chris dude. Paul is balling. I think he had, I think game three, two, he had 15 assists and zero turnovers. 50, I think he was like plus 30. That's, he's 35. The, the Nuggets are reminding me of DMX. It is dark and hell is hot. They are getting dumped <laughs> out there, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, this is. And the unfortunate part is like Joker just won the MVP. And he's Joker still hooping. But you getting swept just like Ugh. Was we supposed <laughs> to give that to you? Can we get that back? Can we get hey, okay. instead of, what's the return policy? Oh yeah, y'all like co MVP. You looking more like a co MVP every day, boy. <laughs> um, and it ain't your fault. You're balling out of your like he's getting. He don't have no help, man. He don't have no help. Yeah, and Jamal Murray being gone is um, that sucks, man. It's Jamal Murray being hurt and Will Barton being hurt. Will Barton being hurt. That was their that was their punch off the bench. And I mean, you have seen growth 
when it comes to uh, Michael Porter Jr., but it's playoff basketball, bro. You have you only average of 13 points. You getting mollywopped by Jay where, Crowder. This is where all these guys who are first timers. Mm-hmm. This is just I mean, same thing going on with the Hawks, man. You just get you just you're just lucky to be here, get the experience. Don't really embarrass yourself so you have something to think about in the future. But it's only yeah. so much you can expect out of a guy who didn't really play until this year. Yeah. And and Devin Booker's doing Devin Book things. And Chris 20- Paul may be one of the greatest orchestrators of all time. All time. He's averaging 21 and a, 22 and 11. He is he just he's just he's coaching. Like he is out there making and I really have to see how good DeAndre Ayton is with no Chris Paul because he saw how good he was. He wasn't. Well, Reggie said what I was thinking, ladies and gents. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know what to think because he could he could be evolving. And just right now, he could just be going from a player that was not really that good to like an all-star level center, which he probably should be. But I do I think agree. I agree. Chris, I do think that Chris Paul is is he putting all the sauce on that dude right now. We're gonna see though, because Chris Paul gonna want fifty million dollars, and I don't know if they're gonna be able to pay him fifty million, pay Devin Booker a hundred trillion dollars. And you got to have some money to pay Aiden. If he's going to be this good, you got to pay him a lot of money. And Mikael Bridges. They talk about Mikael Bridges because he's averaging 17 points. And he's leading the team in steals. So Mikael, at two steals a game. Like, Mikael Bridges is a problem because he's got a seven-foot-three wingspan at six-foot-seven or something crazy like that. You know what else else sounds Mm -hmm. like a problem? Mm -hmm. Money. Yeah. So, I mean, this is it. I, I, I hope if I mean of course if the Hawks don't win then I, I would hope that Chris Paul gets his ring. Me too. Because he 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 deserves it. DeAndre Ayton, the reason I, I'm not sold on DeAndre Ayton, he's balling this series, he balled last series. He's averaging 15 and 12. But as a seven foot center in the West, you averaging zero blocks. That's 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 not good, bro. How is that possible? Wow. <laughs> you just standing there. Missing, you, you yeah, in you the paint. Yeah, block the shot, son. You can't do that. Now, Joker is taking him out. <laughs> Joker is taking him out the paint, though. But still, like zero blocking. You got to play a little bit of defense. You got to play a little bit of defense. Uh, yeah, Joker's Wait, the MVP. Oh, go ahead. You're legit. Zero point zero. Yeah, I'm looking at his stats. I'm looking at it. Zero point, not point one, not no round down. He's averaging zero blocks. What the hell are you out there doing, son? You got to play. <laughs> Chris Paul has more, is averaging more blocks than DeAndre Eight. Yeah, there. you got, uh, we, he might be by right. <laughs> oh, man, well, by right. Well, but. Welcome to the Splashcast, realest podcast in the world. We're going to tell you. We're going to tell you. Tell you, if you look funny in the light, you look funny in the light. <laughs> you look cloudy. Them diamonds are a little cloudy. Mm-hmm. You already know, Chad. You already know your diamonds <laughs> looking funny, cloudy, dusty. <laughs> R.I.P. Pimp C, man. The goat. R.I.P. R.I.P. So, uh, to me... If I'm the Nuggets and I'm getting beat next game, because it's three nothing, right? 
and they got to play this game last game in Denver. And Michael Porter right now is a minus 15 plus minus Michael Porter Jr. He's getting done in. Why not go ahead and play Bo Bo? Just play him. Reggie, are you stealing my thoughts? <laughs> like legit, I'm sitting like, well, can we at least get some Bo Bo minutes here? Like, I want to see the seven footer come down there and hit him with the hee little hezzy cross, you know. Tween, tween, fade away three. Man, put all the filet on it, man. Like, let's get some bowl bowl minutes, man. I'm a big proponent of taco fall minutes for the Celtics and bowl yep. bowl minutes for the Nuggets. That's it. Why? I, and it's not like, like bowl bowl don't never, I've never seen him come in and just have a bad game. He doesn't look crazy. He looks like, like hey, man, if y'all don't want him, send him to Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, yeah right we will now. send you Onyeka Okungu back if you, I mean, I like no, Okungu. No, we won't. We ain't sending back Okungu. We'll send back um, Nathan <laughs> I don't even know if I would lie. I, mm, I ain't giving up Nathan Knight either. Now, yeah, I'm not, not giving you up Bruno. Y'all want Bruno? You're like a yard sale, which I want. Just come get it. Send us bowl bowl. We'll send you Bruno. If y'all not going <laughs> to use him, we we not using Bruno to swap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think Bobo has so much untapped talent. And yep. I think we talked about it last series about how the Nets bench players will grow. I think the, the Nuggets bench players will grow. I think Michael Porter Jr. will be a problem next year. A really big problem because he's going to get in the gym, one. And there's not a problem that you do not want to deal with either. He's eight nope. feet tall, too. He's, he's <laughs> like seeing Kevin Durant. And, and Aaron Gordon is good. Monte Morris is decent. Nah. Will Barton won't be hurt. Now, nah, Aaron so, Gordon, I don't believe in. I, I just don't. Well, he's he doesn't. Right. He no, he ain't never been a world beater. He can't. I mean, he can shoot ish. He's like poor. He's like great value. Blake Griffin. I don't need that. Ooh, I'm good on that. And I can't. Right I can't argue with that either. No, like the Magic moved him for a reason. Like he's young <laughs> enough that you could have kept that dude if you really believed in him. I do think that mm-hmm. he's a he's a he's a definite complimentary player to a team like the Nuggets or somebody. But I. I'm scared to look and see what he gets paid. I, I would assume it's a pretty big overpay. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So is this series over? Is it a sweep? Is the sun up? <laughs> they are. Three nothing. Series. <laughs> Bro, they, oh, I see what you did there. Funny man. Funny man. Second episode in a row. You are leading the comedy. I see it. Uh, so... Let's it's go ahead over, and see. Man. Let's see what let's see what type of stealing Eric Gordon is doing. Uh, He's doing a whole lot of stealing. Oh, 40 years. I mean, four years, <laughs> $80 million. Big steal. Big steal, ladies and gentlemen. Big steal. He is taking all the money and not earning none of it. Well, that's what we about to pay John Collins. So oh, and John Collins is definitely better. No, nah, we ain't gonna, I mean, yeah, I guess five years. You think he's gonna go from five years a hundred? Yeah, I would like I would like that deal. That's a damn good deal. That's the, we got to keep him five years, a hundred, and I think us getting to the playoffs uh, will entice him to stay because we'll be able to keep our core together for at least one or two more years. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, and I think I think the core could stick together for a minute. Now the the ancillary you got to pay Trey. You got to pay Trey. No, 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 no. Yeah, you can pay Trey, and Capella is under contract. You pay John Collins, and you pay DeAndre Hunter, and then everybody else. Tight. Gotta know your role. 
Know your role. Get out. You, you well, you know, lose contract gonna come off of there. Solomon Hill on a on a minimum. That ain't nothing. Um keep solo. Yeah, but I don't yeah, I think we should too. Unless we can get Marcus Smart. And of course the news post, hey, did the Atlanta Hawks should go get Marcus Smart? I said this two years ago. I said this two years ago. Can you confirm <laughs> that I said this two years ago, Reggie? Said it two years ago. I'm so sick of the news being like two years behind everything that I say. Oh, the Falcons should have drafted Justin Fields. Who told you that? My bad. Just me over here being right. Um, <laughs> all right, all right. Let's let's get let's 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 reel it back in before we get down to tangent of being angry. The next series is your boy, the Clippers and the Jazz. That one looked like it was going to be a runaway. The Jazz blew the Clippers out the first two games, and then the Clippers ended up winning last game. And as of now, they play today to try to even up the series. What's your thoughts on that one, man? Paul George is getting rid of the playoff P or way off P stigma. Some people said it's actually unfair. Okay, so this is this is where we got to start with this one. Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> Paul George, y'all either going to stop Donovan Mitchell from giving you a hundred burger every day on your head, or y'all going to stop saying that y'all top tier perimeter defenders. But one of them got to stop. Oh my God, he, Donovan Mitchell's averaging thirty seven points a if game. He, if he keep busting y'all ass <laughs> like he is. Y'all, y'all can't say nothing else. It can't be anything other than, you know what? We might not be that good at defenders because it's not only that Donovan Mitchell is destroying you. Donovan Mitchell's not a big guard. Like he, he's not a physical issue. He's six, one giving you 37, you guys like six, eight, six, nine getting destroyed. And you guys claim to be high level defenders. You're looking funny in the light. Oh, it's a whole lot of pie rides. Man, whole lot of pie rides in the light. <laughs> you know how when but you I go mean, to the cashier and they take that little marker to make sure your hundred is real. Yeah, <laughs> ain't looking good, bro. <laughs> you have any other fun? That's when they hold it up to the light and they say, "Stay right here." <laughs> <laughs> but, but I will say, the thing that that hurt the jazz and a lot of people don't see it. Well, a lot of people see it is they lost um they lost Mike Conley. Mike Conley hasn't played the last couple games. Yeah. Uh is that a hamstring or a thigh or a groin? It's one of those lower leg yeah, muscle ex- lower extremity muscle. And uh, he's so good at just being a good NBA player. Like he's, he's a good a he's a player. good he's a good point guard. Exactly. And you need him back. But I mm-hmm. think that, I mean, the Clippers better get this together or just like I said with the Celtics, somebody going to get fired. I don't know who yet. Somebody over there going to get fired, though. Well, um, they're in a precarious situation if they flop, right? I think luckily they won last series because if they didn't win last series, Kawhi was to the Lakers. I'm going to tell you that. Or Paul George. One of them two was gone. So I think they, if they, luckily they didn't get swept. They didn't have a good showing. I mean, Kawhi is an unrestricted free agent. But and they all they also need a point guard. Like, I don't well, like, I mean, Reggie Jackson has showed up this series, though. He's averaging 18. He ain't yes. averaging no assists. He's averaging yes, no three assists. You need a but point guard. Like the the help they on the play scoring. Rondo. They got playoff Rondo. 
shout out to the Clippers for trading us <laughs> Lou Williams, whose contract is better, and a draft pick. And for money. Day, for day off Rondo. People Folks, Rondo! Have, and I tried to tell y'all, Rondo is awful. Rondo is trash. <laughs> he hasn't been good in the regular season in the last two years. No, nah, man. No, nah, man. Rondo, he's just going to get to the playoffs. He'll what? turn it on. Excuse me, say what? <laughs> Where? <laughs> Where? <laughs> Where? Where? Where is he at? On the damn bench? Where he should be? He, you know what? That's what you're probably going to do. Fire Ty Lue and then make Rondo the coach. So he can look oh. at so he can look oh. at Kawhi crazy again. <laughs> what the hell did what you do? <laughs> security. Oh, they go get the security guard from the Nets. <laughs> Yo, he was out there playing the best defense I'd have seen out of anybody. I better than PJ. Shut PJ out the way. I Yo, was like, oh, that's, the Falcons that's what need to call that dude and see if he yeah. can play off offensive lineman because something. <laughs> Yo, he was out there protecting that blind side. Like, <laughs> uh, before we move on, hey, we got to shout out. Uh, you know, I give him a lot of flack. He gets a lot of flack for crying because he didn't make the All Star team a couple years ago. Rudy Gobert won Defensive Player of the Year again, and I have watched these games recently, and I have seen where they are on a three on one fast break, and he's standing there, and they do not go at him. And Business. <laughs> business, business, business decisions. <laughs> you gonna make them in life, and I, I don't want that smoke. Ah, nah, that that the stifle tower. I'm good. I don't want that. that yeah, yeah, he's averaging two blocks. He's averaging 14 rebounds, and he's actually averaging 12 points. I mean, he's his face is at the rim. You should. You should. <laughs> I will. I really would like to see. Utah versus Philly, just so I can see like defense versus offense, like two legitimate monsters going to battle. Well, if it, if if it holds true the way it is, you'll see the Suns versus the Jazz in the NBA's worst nightmare of small market uh, Western Conference Finals. But or two cities that people do not care about: Phoenix and Salt Lake City. Well, I, had to think. Care about. I had to think about where you was like, where is Utah? Oh, so. Black people one, don't care about that. You got for one city in that state. <laughs> Yo, we got to take some of these states back, bro. Utah, come on. Hey, hey, hey let's get that. We're going to give them back to the Native Americans. Y'all yeah. can have Utah. Go ahead. They deserve it. And give them the Dakotas, man. Do right by them people, man. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. So you think, you think the Clippers will come back and, and make it a series? Or you think you think the Jazz will close it out? Who wins the series? See, I want to see the Jazz go ahead and finish these guys off. Really, I would like to see them, like, next two games, just end it. Put them out of their misery and see what they do there. Hmm. I'm, I'm always for chaos in the league. I'm always choosing violence. So, yeah, if, if, if we can have an upset, and it's not really an upset because the Clippers are the lower-seeded team, but the expectation is the Clippers were supposed to beat these guys. So, yeah, look, I'm choosing violence. Yeah. So if that happens, then, you know, more power to it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of our NBA segment. Let's get into some football. We ain't going to stay for long. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to our football segment. 
we really don't have much to talk about in football. Uh, of course, we know Julio Jones was traded to the Titans, so we can finally move on from Julio. It is now Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley and a whole bunch of other people's names that we don't know. <laughs> and Matt Ryan on our offense, Russell Gage. So who steps up, man? This is obviously Calvin Ridley's time. Oh, it's, who steps up for the Falcons? It's Calvin, Calvin. This is the last year of his deal, too. So his money is on the line right now. And this is your opportunity for you to be the guy on this team. Matt Ryan's time is clearly coming to an end here pretty soon. Um, Kyle Pitts, while I do think he's going to be good, you you have to step up and be the leader like Julio was. Boy, that's a lot of pressure for Kyle. No, no, not for Kyle. Kyle, just do your job. Do your job. Like, uh, we, it would be nice for you to come out this first season and be a complete world beater. But we need you to just do a good job. You don't have to be an all-pro. You don't have to be Travis Kelsey today. You just need to learn how to do this. And Calvin really is a damn good receiver. You're going to have to show us, and then we should pay you handsomely. Uh, Calvin really has two more years left on his deal. Well, he has one more year in the team option. He got drafted in 2018, so or 17. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. 18, fair enough. yeah. But so, you don't. I mean, he, what it, I mean, it's still a year because you don't want to be going into the team option without a contract. Yep. Yeah, you got You got to sign him early. Yep. Uh, I would like to take this time and say, "Fuck you, Thomas Dimitrov. Yeah. You're the reason that we're in this damn um, mess debacle. Debacle, in other words. Uh, I, I, of course, you mentioned earlier in the in the in the podcast that a whole bunch of articles have come out and said that the Falcons should have drafted Justin Fields and I've actually followed the articles on Justin Fields because I actually followed Justin Fields from high school when he committed to Georgia played there and he was done wrong at Georgia and left and the reviews of him playing at Chicago are he is starter day one uh, I think their backup is Andy Dalton. Andy, go ahead and grab that clipboard and that baseball cap, fam. The way that they say Justin Fields is throwing the ball, he looks like a seasoned veteran already, and his accuracy is amazing. Reggie, <sighs> are, are you trying to ruin my – you know how to work six days in a row. <laughs> I have just one few hours of happiness and peace since I'm here and we podcast. And you're going to tell me that Justin Fields, the guy who I said draft, and we clearly should have drafted, is looking like a world beater. Thank you. Just shout out to you ruining, ruining my weekend. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, stomp me out, man. Stomp me out. Well, you know, we said it before. Oh, I said it before. The Falcons made a choice. You either had to draft Justin Fields. Oh, I'm about to go on a rant. You either had to draft Justin Fields and get rid of Matt Ryan and keep Julio, or you had to get rid of Julio and keep – Matt Ryan. This was all before we found out that Julio had already requested a trade. He requested a trade long time ago. He requested a trade before the draft. He requested a trade in March. March, ladies and gentlemen. He was ready to go after they fired Dan Quinn. So with that news, I am even more befuddled, even more bewildered. Why would you not just blow it up? Julio already requested a trade. Why would you not just send Matt Ryan on his way? You obviously not about to win. Send Matt Ryan on his way 
draft Justin Fields, and then take one of the plenty of receivers that would be left in the second round. I, to me, Terry Fontenot, I think he may be a op. He really may have been playing it here by the Saints, a.k.a. the Aints, yes, to, ruin the Falcons, the to ruin the Falcons because he is an Aints fan through and through because none of this makes any sense. A kindergartner can figure out that this doesn't make any sense. If your best player decides, hey, I would like a trade before we even hired anybody, said I would like a trade, and you said, ah, we'll see. Well, what you mean we'll see? The writing was on the wall, man. You knew we knew that when he stopped playing last year, I do, and I will take this to my grave. I don't think he was injured. He's just not playing for a team that's not competitive, and I can't blame him. I. Give you guys 32, everything. you can't. At 32, you can't. You can't blame him for that. As, as a black man in my mid-30s, I completely understand saying, no, nah, I'm not going to work today. Um, yeah. I do it. I do it. He, yeah, who am I to tell him? No, nah, I used to go to work. Nah, I get it, bro. I get it. <laughs> well... <sighs> And, and Thomas Dimitrov, where in the hell is Thomas Dimitrov now? You just fall out like he is falling he is, off the face of the earth. He is a periodic consultant for NFL Network, a.k.a. they put you on TV when they can't find nobody else. Yes. They sent you back to the copier machine where we got you. And you know what? I think that's a great place for him to be. <laughs> I can tell you where he shouldn't be, being a general manager of an NFL team. So, because I'm getting angry, we're going to go, we're going to speed on through this. Uh, Get the gas. The Falcons, the Falcons, you know, we say we're going to preview each game. Yes, sir. Uh, The Falcons, the Falcons' fourth game, we play at home versus the Washington football team, a.k.a. the Washington Racists. So, I think we're going to lose that game on the strength of Washington's defensive line. I think Washington's defensive line may outscore our offense. And Norwood thinks differently. Yes, because very similar to them not having a team name, they also don't have a quarterback. And if you don't have a quarterback and you don't have a team name, then you probably should not lose to this team in Atlanta Falcons. (laughs) Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is – Play quarterback for probably a third of the league at this point. He's probably pretty he's pretty decent every other game. Atlanta, you need to make sure that this game is not versus you. He is 38 years old. There's no way that we should let him do anything on the field. And 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 the backups are worse. Taylor Heineke, hot trash. <laughs> Basura. Man. And Steven Montez, I have to click on this guy's name to even know who he is. Washington. Man, you remember when you play like Madden or NCAA, you click on a player's name and don't know picture come up? Yeah. That's who Steven Montez is. He might be the guy who was created. You know how they say uh, create new draft class. <laughs> Damn, it's the new season. Yeah. Oh, like, man. Outside of like maybe Curtis Samuel and maybe Terry McLaurin, this team is not interesting offensively. Oh, I, yeah, I may change this. I mean, no, 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 (laughs) no, ladies and gents. Reggie got on here. Oh, man, we're going to lose this game. To who? They don't even have a team name. They starting Wes Schweitzer. 
who who could not start for the Falcons that went four and twelve. They started West Schweitzer at guard. Anytime that I see people who used to play on my team on other people's team, I immediately feel bad for them because my team has <laughs> never been good enough to really just be getting rid of players who are good. So if you go somewhere else <laughs> and you starting, boy, have they seen your tape? <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that you actually saw this guy play any sport. <laughs> Wes Schweitzer, where can, where can we find your tape, Wes? Oh, that's on uh, Football Follies. <laughs> Jacked in a fool. <laughs> Boy. And hell no, man. Watch Now, the defense is interesting. Man, man Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat, John Bostic, Kendall Fuller, Landon Collins. I mean – they are a problem in the front seven, dude. But they're going to have to find one of them guys to go both ways. Um, <laughs> like high school. Hey, Chase, <laughs> Chase, Chase, you're playing quarterback number, today. Put on number two. Put on number two, Chase. You back to number yep. two. Yep, you are playing quarterback <laughs> today. Uh, Well, look at that offense one more time, boy. Edge. It is atrocious. Awful. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> Man, they got JD McKissick. Let me get on. Let me get on East Bay and see if I can get some cleats. (laughs) (laughs) These guys, (laughs) I still got a man. I still got a slant in me. I go across. Nah, uh -uh. Nah, I forgot this mm, NFL five and out. I got. I do have a five and out. I'll kill him on a five and out. Hit him with the hit inside. Then go outside (laughs) on him. I'm better than these. Hit him with the breakdown. Chop your feet. Chop your feet with the breakdown. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That. That's that's so, ladies and gentlemen. In the NFL news, I mean, Aaron Rodgers still don't care about life, and and with the Packers, and we ain't really got no other news in the NFL. I don't really care. So, Deep dive in the shallow end and get ready for more of it because baseball is up <laughs> next, and that's the kitty pool. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get to baseball, we do have some news in college football. Two things: the Alabama Crimson Tide has signed. Nick Saban to an extension. We know, uh, so he's gonna be coaching till he's ninety. We don't deserve <laughs> this, bro. Like you, we get it, fam. Go do something else. Spend time with your family. Stop cheating <laughs> college football. <laughs> you he's know what? Machine, I'm just, man. I'm just ready for the thirty for thirty. I want everything to be exposed. He's paying kids a hundred thousand dollars, buying family homes. Uh, we know he bought two a house. The boy moved from Hawaii to. To Birmingham, and I'm gonna tell you, whole family. As a guy who's been to both Hawaii and been to Birmingham, it ain't nothing to get me from Hawaii to Birmingham with a whole (laughs) ton of money. Um, (laughs) That is so true, though. Birmingham, Alabama. No, 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 Birmingham, Alabama is not one of my favorite places, and by not one of my favorite places, only place that I really, I'm not gonna say the only place. San Antonio is still by far the worst city I've ever been to in my life. So, yes, Nick Saban, he is here till he die. But in other news in the NCAA football realm, they are talking about expanding the playoffs to 12 teams. I think that's a good idea. How do you think? What do you think about that, Norwood? I think that it should be extended because Forrest too few i think the 12 is too many i think once you get to 12 you're really doing a lot of accommodating for you're the 12 team there's no reason that you should be in a playoff with the number one team in the country 
I'm sorry. You didn't do it during the regular season. You don't get a chance. You don't get a chance. Sorry. I think that it should be maybe. I think 10 is pushing it. I really liked eight before. Is I'd rather have more opportunities to have teams play and and mm-hmm. and see some teams that you probably wouldn't see against each other than fewer. Four, I said from day one, thank you for the playoffs, but this is kind of stupid. Um, so my thing is, I, I I do agree that 12 is too many because, I mean, you are setting up some people to get slaughtered. <laughs> like the 12th team in the nation last year was like, or I don't even think it was Oregon. It might have been like UCLA or something. Imagine if they played out Bama. Alabama, they would have, even if Bama and those teams got a, got a, uh, a bye, they still would have been playing like, a top five team. They only got slaughtered. The thing is, the discrepancy from top five to top 15 is so great in college Man, football. Thanks, the to, world Nick, thanks to the SEC. I mean, yeah. so. And you, okay, clubs, there's, oh, go ahead. There, there's two things. People are going to be mad because there's going to be three SEC teams in there every year. Um, three? You, absolutely. <laughs> you got four. You gonna have I mean, Alabama, LSU, they gonna, they Georgia, gonna let and Florida. You, they're not gonna let us get that. Well, not, and not, they're not gonna let the SEC get thirty three percent of the playoff. Why they won't? Not a chance. They, SEC generates the most money. You want to know why? Because the Big Ten is gonna cry. They have one good team. You can't tell them that. Yes, you can. I hey, Big Ten, you have one good team. Wait, hold on, Reggie. Can you say that louder? Big Ten, you have one. Good team. I got one more request from you, Reggie. Can you say it for the people in the back? Hey, all the teams and the people in the back, you should be used to that position because y'all normally in the back of the rankings. Big 10, you have one good team. The Big 10 is really should be the big Ohio State. That's it. That's it. That's no, all you got. Penn, Penn State, this is our year. Michigan State, this is like, shut up. Shut Georgia, up. Georgia, and I'm a Georgia fan. Georgia has a better chance of winning a championship again before Penn State, Michigan State, Minnesota. I don't know who else is in the league. Michigan. They all suck. Michigan, before any of those teams combined, has a less chance of winning than Georgia, Florida, LSU, hell, Texas A&M, and Alabama. There's no way. I, but I'm gonna tell you right now, they're gonna be like, "Hey, we're this." They're gonna say that they're the second best conference in college football, and we deserve more than one shot. See, and they lying to themselves because the ACC is better than them. Is it? Yeah. North Carolina. One. North Carolina would beat Maryland. North Carolina would beat Michigan. North Carolina would beat Minnesota. North Carolina would beat Penn State. Now, but this is this is mid versus mid talking. All all of that's mid. <laughs> you got Clemson True. and you got Ohio State, and you can put them conferences together, and then it's just a whole lot of mid. <laughs> that's really true. That's really true. So, uh, you know, I like I said, I agree with you, man. Like you said, really, I agree with you that it should be eight teams. But the thing is, because four is stupid. You have five conferences five, yep. five a power five how you have a power five with only four spots because uh, pack 10 pack 12 pack it up and go home <laughs> never <good. laughs> it, <laughs> it don't matter man at that look if you're gonna have a power five you need to go ahead and have at least a five six or eight uh, five at least a five team playoff yeah, realistically one. what it should be power five 
automatic bid. Three, at large, I'm probably taking the second best team in the SEC because it's the best conference, and then two from whoever is like really good football teams. That's it. I don't care what conference you come. You can be in the MEAC. You can be in the SWAC. You can be – I don't care Mm. what – you can be all you can be in the Army. But when it comes down to that, we just need the the two best other teams in football – and I'm, I hate to say, but whoever the SEC championship is typically the national championship. So go ahead. Every and year, it. every year. So, I mean, other than Clemson, you know, that one year. with And every conference needs a conference championship and Notre Dame find a damn conference. This find something out, that this hanging out. That ain't it, man. Y'all, y'all. I'm not talking about Notre Dame today. Now that will make me mad. Listen, I don't understand. I don't understand how they keep getting the benefit of the doubt. They their average loss in the playoffs is like thirty. Catholic Church. Next, 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 next. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, we we got homecomings to talk about, bro. Not not the damn. Hey. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, Irish. that's the end of our that's the end of our football take, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's get into some baseball. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, as we take a dive into the kiddie pool and talk about news around baseball. First off, let's get into the Braves. What you got, Norwood? There's more news about baseball that does not involve the Atlanta Braves. Well, this should be Nope, I'm just trying to be nice. (laughs) Well, uh, Acuna got his 400th hit. The guy is a damn good baseball player. Atlanta Braves signed this man to a lifetime contract. Right now, whatever it takes, mm-hmm. sign him to a lifetime, 10 year, 400, 500. It ain't my money to spend in the first place. Blow it fast. Spend well, you the know, money. we got cheap owners, though. We got cheap owners. That's why we stole from him and Albies early when they signed that extension earlier. Those contracts are so bad, they're embarrassing. So, you know, but it is what it is. I know what we could talk about. Oh, well, no, let's finish talking about Acuna. 400 hit, kudos. You're my favorite player right now, my guy. You do it every day. Every yep. day. Yeah. Shows up, shows out, goes home. Also, get well soon You uh, against the Marlins. Yes, today you strained your pectoral muscle. Uh, you was trying to hit another home run. So at least at least you showing some effort because our bullpen fucking sucks. That's going to – Jesus, they are talk, bad. Talk about tragic. And we ain't spending no money. I ain't never seen a team that talk about assets for a decade. Our assets, our assets, our assets for a decade, bruh. For a whole decade, we could trade to get somebody, anybody, trade to get a pitcher, pay them. Cheap ass owners. I'm about to get angry. Yeah, I mean, it's so bad because we ever, and I know you guys who listen to the podcast religiously, number one, shout out to you guys. Number two, I know y'all get tired of us talking about how good that our hitting is and how bad that our pitching is. That's it. We get these leads. Today we were up, I think, 5-1, and then we ended up winning 6-4. to four. And I'm like, boy, we almost blew it again. Like, we we specialize in blowing games after getting big leads. 
It's, it's, it's horrible. We can always get to the fifth inning. And we actually have decent starting pitching, right? Drew Smiley, for all as bad as he has been, he's had, he's got a 5.38 ERA. This game, he only allowed one earned run or two earned runs in five innings. And then the bullpen came in and chow, 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 home run, home run, home run. I was like, come on, man. Really? Yeah, they don't. We got to do something, man. And, it, and you're just waiting on the meltdown. That's the most unfortunate part is you're like, uh-oh, how long, how long will it take before this thing burns to pieces? And it, and almost every time, it burns to pieces. Yep. Also, hey, pay Freddie Freeman. Why, what, is, what is the deal? What are we waiting on? Pay Freddie Freeman. Pay all of these guys. I hate to say it. Pay them all. Except for the pitcher, send them home and let's get a new batch. This one, this <laughs> one we got here ain't hitting on nothing. We're trying to. Get <laughs> he said, "Let's get a new batch. Let's swap them all out." Hey, I Man. need four new ties. Four new ties. Purge. Four new ties. purge. Where? Hey, can we play the little purge whistle bell? Whatever it is, purge them. Purge them. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Well, ladies and gentlemen, I don't really care about any other team in baseball, and I refuse to talk about them. So this is our deep dive into the kiddie pool about the Braves and hopefully we'll talk more about them in October when they have gotten their shit straight. Now we're going to come up on our favorite segment, HBCU news. We'll be right back. Hell yes. You take me All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our favorite segment, news around the HBCU world. We got a couple things we want to talk about, but of course, the most important thing in HBCU alumni's year when it comes to school and supporting the school is what, Norwood? It's homecoming. Well, homecoming. Let's make this very clear. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, this is the moment that you've been waiting for. It is homecoming. <laughs> season and we are back after a year i'm gonna say it slowly let it sizzle in your spirit it is now homecoming season if you're a homecoming warrior start getting your mind and body right hydrate because it is on and it is popping I i can't even contain myself and let's go ahead and get the most important thing out. Hamp- the Hampton University, the greatest university in all the land, will be celebrating our homecoming on October 9th. Listen. Pack, pack your spare listen. liver. Pack, pack your, your spare, spare liver. I need you all to go ahead and contact your local medical team, medical supplies clinic, urgent care, and see if you can get a couple IV drips to go. Because we have not had, we didn't have homecoming last year, ladies and gentlemen. Now you know that we had the pandemic, thanks to Trump, we not go down that road. We are back. I haven't been to homecoming in years. The Splashcast is looking at broadcasting from homecoming. Still in the works. Well, let me tell you something. If that happens, it's going to be wild. Southern University's homecoming is October 23rd. Norwood lives in Houston. 
Baton Rouge is only three hours from Houston. See, but this is where they don't want me to be great because Texas Southern's homecoming is the 23rd, too. And I I really put in my mind that I was like, I'm going to Southern this year. But TSU is (laughs) like, that's like my second home at this point. Um, Well, I mean, if you look at it, it's it's two of us. It's two of us. We could be in both places at the same time. Man, at the same damn time. (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of our ages, as Norwood said, please, please act accordingly. We can start a, a group together. We can go out and run outside. We can bike, we can cycle, we can we can do whatever we need to train our bodies and our minds to get ready for October 9th, October 23rd, the whole yeah. month of October, because I'm probably going to be at more than just one. Yep, go ahead, put your PTO in now, finna burn it up. You're going to see your family? No, I'm going to homecoming. Listen, listen, <laughs> discipline, discipline. Don't spend all your PTO during the summer. Listen, uh-huh. discipline, because October, I might take off the first 24 days. And, and I, I like when you go in with the audacious PTO request. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna be out for five days. Excuse me, I didn't hear. You heard what? And you gotta look them in the eyes. You heard what I said. I'm taking <laughs> off five days to go to homecoming. My phone is off. No email. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then you gotta go in there, look them in the eyes, and talk through your teeth. Yep. And I know you're serious. When you come back, you like I don't remember how to do this job anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all retrain me on everything because I don't know how to do this job anymore. I, I have been on a a wild bender of a weekend, and now you want me to come back and work? Mm-hmm. One of word us of advice. Word of advice for the for the ones that haven't been to homecoming before. If this is your first, second, or third, you're not a veteran. Make sure you take that day off for a recovery. Oh, don't man. come back. Don't come back and think you're gonna go to work the next day. Go ahead and take a day off, maybe two, so you can recollect. You can you can go through your texts, you can go through your pictures, you can go through all of that and make sure your life is in order. Because you're gonna look, you're gonna feel whooped, you're gonna look whooped when you come back if you did it right. If you didn't <laughs> if do you it did right. It right. If you ain't do it right, then yeah, you come right on back and get on the work. Me? Yep. Mm. <laughs> I, I, scoff, I scoff at that. Yes, sir. So um moving on. Uh, another HBCU news, ESPN, kudos to ESPN. It seems like they're really trying to put their best foot forward when it comes to giving notoriety to HBCUs. Uh, First Take is actually going to broadcast from the MEAC SWAC Challenge this year. Uh, I'm not sure who's in it yet, but the fact that they're broadcasting from it and bringing light to it is a big thing. Hopefully we can get some more funding for it and folks can show up because, you know, as we said with homecoming, folks been in the house for a year. And, you know, us HBCU folk don't like being in the house, not going to our to our challenges and our events. So, hey, man, shout out to ESPN for broadcasting the MEAC SWAC Challenge this year. Absolutely. Let's get it. You, I'm I'm excited about that, number one. Congrats to ESPN finally noticing this massive black sporting event. Uh, I'm not going to necessarily give you kudos on doing what should be obvious, but better mm. late than never. Better late than never. We talk about this every week of people just missing things that are blatantly obvious. Um, but yeah, better late than never. Better late than never. Uh, finally, HBCU news. Shout out to North Carolina A and T. Their entire track program is dope. Uh, the men's swept indoor and outdoor. They won four by four, uh, gold in yes. indoor and outdoor events, and they finished the highest ranking for HBCU. They finished third in nationals. Yeah, so what it actually says here is Olympian and head coach Dwayne Ross 
led the men to a third place finish, the highest ever for a D1 HBCU and the women to a fourth place finish. And Ross's son ran a world leading four, 43.85 in the 400 meters. Um, that's dominance. World leading? Wow. That is dope. So, hey, challenge to the NC North Carolina A&T alumni. Fund this program even more. You guys are right there. As an HBCU alum, I ha- I'm, I'm supporting. I'm proud. I'm happy. We're getting the notoriety. Hampton, step up. Southern, step up. It's time. Every They are setting the bar. We got to meet it. Got to meet them there. And, and, and this is also, I'm a big fan of the I Am Athlete podcast. Uh, one mm-hmm. of the guys on there is Channing Crowder. Yes, he is a former, a floor, a former Florida football player. Uh, but he just has in his mind, he can't understand how HBCUs can be good at sports without all the resources of a D1 Power 5 conference. This is your proof right here. As long as you're good and given the opportunity, we can win, we will win. Just give us a shot, man. Yeah, give us a shot. Don't underestimate us just because you went to a, P- a PWI. Yeah, the PWIs weren't good before HBCUs until they decided to take all the athletes. So. I love that podcast, but Channing, he he drives me up a wall about that foolishness. But also, yeah. I am athlete. Great podcast. Check it out. It is a great podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We're now going to get into that's the end of our HBCU news. Wait, segment. hold on. One more time. Homecoming, October 9th. Pull up. Hang out. We'll be there. Hopefully. That's what we're uh, <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into some trending topics around sports in general. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We get into our final segment of episode 10 of Splashcast, Trending Topics. And to me, this deserved way more press than it got. Simone Biles is the GOAT. Not only is she the GOAT because of all of her accomplishments, she's the GOAT because she actually put a GOAT on her uniform and then went out and won the event. Tell me more about it, Norwood. I would like to first quote one of the best artists currently out. You may know him as Lil Baby. Uh, one of his bars specifically says, I'm not a goat, but I fit a description. Simone Biles actually put a goat on her leotard to let y'all know that I'm, I'm the greatest of all time. I'm better than all of you suckers. And I'm going to put it here so you can watch me dominate you and continue to destroy you. Uh, I love this. I love it. Number one just to tell them that I'm a lot better than you and also just the self-confidence and black girls kicking ass in gymnastics again. I love it. Nothing Hell about yeah. this that I, I don't like. Hell yeah, man. She put that goat on her leotard and then won her seventh all around title at the U S gymnastics championships. I'm not a goat, but I fit a description. And while we're giving her her kudos, I'm also going to shame ESPN because you guys covered the Floyd versus Logan Paul fight 
and gave Simone Biles, who has 30 total Olympic and world champion gold medals, not just medals. We didn't even get to medals. She's got 30 gold medals. And y'all covered Floyd and Logan Paul. Reggie, Reggie, why do you expect ESPN to do anything other than what ESPN does? I don't know, man. I don't actually have a good answer for that. Lower your bar. And I'm going to say this, and everybody might not like this. That that Floyd fight was a lot of money. ESPN is going to follow the money. Yeah. It is what it is. Not right. And and we're going to cover this farce of a fight here in a minute, but ESPN is going to follow the money. And don't don't expect ESPN to do anything right, specifically when it comes to black people because of Michael Smith, Jamel Hill, Carrie Champion. Um, we can go on for days and days and days about ESPN dropping the ball. So, yeah, that's, that's that on that. Yeah. Speaking of that tragedy of a fight, man, what did you think about that Floyd? And Lo- oh, no, we're not going to do that. Simone Biles, you're the GOAT. You're dope. I want to make sure that the splash cast gives you your flowers. Shout out to you. Keep doing it. And everybody that's asking, why does she keep competing? Her answer was the best because I can, I'm still winning. Why would you tell somebody to stop winning? Why? Because you threatened. Keep yeah. doing it, Simone. We behind you. Notice, you know, it's only one group of people. They'd be like, so why are you still doing this? Oh, Cause I'm better than you. Matter of fact, and I'm not even gonna go to race in the group of people. The people that keep saying that are the losers. That too, that too. But this is heavy <laughs> participation award. You see, you know, they trying to add 12 teams to the college football player. Just, hey, if you're not good, it's okay. Most people aren't good. Take your loss, go home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now we'll get to this Floyd and Logan Paul farce of a fight, man. What's your reaction to that? I, I didn't pay for it. I refused. Why would you, if you want to see a fake fight, they have Monday Night Raw. You can watch all, all what do they call it? WCW, WWE, WWF. This ECW, is fake. whatever it is. Yeah, whatever it is, it's fake. I don't want, I'm, and anybody paying to see one of the greatest fighters of all time by the YouTuber, you don't need that $50. You don't care about your $50. And my mama say this all the time. But a fool and their money will soon part. And if you pay fifty dollars for that fight, I ain't calling you a fool. But do you still have that fifty dollars? Well, Reggie's gonna call you a fool. You pay fifty dollars for a person that's zero and one. You pay fifty dollars to see a YouTuber fight a retired boxer. I don't think it's nothing that I could see Logan Paul convince me to pay fifty dollars to see him do. <laughs> Not a damn and thing. he made millions of dollars. He made millions of dollars off of that. Hey, man. People get rich off of stupid people every day. I, I'm not going to knock his hustle. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why you would be interested in seeing him fight, but yeah, you, sh- you should at least watch like Ray Mysterio or, or, or Sting <laughs> or The Undertaker. At least they're professional wrestlers. And that shows you how old I am, number one. Yeah, you dated yourself on that. And how far I am removed from the current wrestling landscape. I have no clue who is wrestling. I think I saw Ray Ray Mysterio wrestling with his son. I was like, oh, Lord. (laughs) I remember when you was 18. Man, son, 18. Look, baby Ray. Uh, oh no. man oh man 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, when we come to the end of the episode 10 of the Splash Cast, you got anything else for us, Norwood? Nope. This is once again the realest podcast ever. We're only going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the news two years before the national media gets it. And if you want to sound like a sports expert or just know what's going on, just be real quiet and listen to everything that me and Reggie tell you, specifically me. But Reggie be right sometimes, too. Well, how are you going to shade your co-host? Wow. It ain't even football season yet. You know I'm what? Gonna t- I'm going to tell you why I shaded you. Because you doubled down on the Washington football team. And that, that office. <laughs> I, I personally, I did. I, hey, man, I, I admit when I'm wrong, though. That, I, I said know, that before I pulled up the roster. I, said, I personally, Thomas, I personally felt offended. Like you, like, you weren't even a fan of the Falcons no more. you like, bro, we finna lose to them. <laughs> faith of a mustard seed, your faith is invisible. <laughs> like, I mean, how many points do you think they're going to score already? Ten? What what about that team says that they can score more than 10 points? And I would assume seven of them to be from the defense. From the defense. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. But that is the reason that I shaded you. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you earned it, man. <laughs> like, I, 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 I'll take that. I'll take that. Okay. But, uh, again, like, subscribe. Leave a comment. Give us a five-star rating. Flashcast 12-pack back on Wednesdays. A lot of new music out. Um, Once again, this has been another excellent show. Me and Reggie giving y'all what y'all need. Homecoming season on the way. October 9th. Pay John Collins. Pay Freddie Freeman. Nate, you need to make some adjustments. And hang out. We out of here. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you decided to hang out with your boys for a couple hours, and we truly appreciate each and every one of you. Absolutely. And Uh, and, and we're going to stop Reggie from making crazy takes like watching football. Uh, You ain't going to let that go. All right, y'all. Hang out. Love y'all. Till the sun come up Crack a 40 when the sun go down It's a cold winter Y'all niggas better bundle up And I better be a hotter summer rapper on you just to rock it down You hot now, listen up Don't you know cops' sole purpose is to lock us down And throw away the king But without this drug shit Your kids ain't got no way to eat, huh? We still try to keep mom smiling Cause when the teeth stop showing And the stomach start growling Then the heat start blowing If you're from the hood, I know you feel me if a sneak start leaning and a heat stop working, then my heat start working. I'ma rob me a person, catch a nigga sleeping while he out.